welcome to day 347 of shaped by the word we continue on in the letter to the church in ephesus and um we, we made a big kind of pivot yesterday as katie kind of led us through chapter four and we looked at how, how this wonderful news of everything we received in christ jesus all the gospel it's it now called us to live a different type of life and then we've seen how the gospel it, it it's meant to affect every area of life. It speaks to every area of life. And, and we'll see that in, in, in kind of some detail in chapter five as we see it speaking to marriage, to parenting, to how we deal with, with others. And so we find ourselves in you know, Ephesians five, which you know, at, at times, depending on where you maybe find yourself or where you've maybe grew up, what type of church, it's probably been a passage that you, you might have experienced it being taught probably incorrectly or taken out of context or, or being kind of this this tool that now husbands can do anything they want and everything mm-hmm. they want and the wife just has to deal with it. And <laughs> and obviously that is such a distortion of what Paul is trying to communicate here. But, you know, we've seen all throughout the Old Testament, right, that, that Israel is kind of called the the bride and, and we see time and time again they, they fail, they they turn to other things, but then Christ, the groom, goes after them over and over and over and over again, lays down his life in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus for his church, the bride. Mm-hmm. So we actually see that this is talking about something much more than submitting to the whims of and all desires of your husband, but it's, it's a depiction of what Christ has done for us and, and what we as the church, how we respond. And that's why verse 21 is, is really pivotal to understanding this where he Paul tells us submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and so there's a first of all before any talk of submission there is this talk of this mutual submission mm-hmm. man and woman to Christ to live under his rule his reign and then the husband's invited to now demonstrate mm-hmm. the kind and compassionate and loving rule and reign of Christ to his wife to his kids to his family in order that they're built up not torn down mm-hmm. So it's important that we understand that as we turn to Ephesians 5. And so before we do, though, before we read, um, let's take a moment, uh, turn to our Heavenly Father um, in prayer. Matt, you mind praying for us? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and, and we do thank you for time in it together to be reminded of all you've done in Christ Jesus. And, and Father, as we spend some time in Ephesians 5, um, would you remind us of who we are as your children, and would you remind us of how the gospel shapes um, our life and, and Father, would we be built up in you? Um, would this time glorify you? And and would you make much of yourself, Father? Use us to um, for your glory. Use us to to encourage one another. Um, thank you for the the means by which we can do this as your body. Uh, build us up. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Paul continues to instruct us on what it means to live as a follower of Christ, and we begin chapter five with with this. It says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, 
has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light, you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists of in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything will be illuminated becomes that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one's ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we were all members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So we find Paul continuing on to instruct us on what it means to live as followers of Christ and I really love even how he begins it, right? Like he just talks about, man, walk in the way of love. And he kind of leaves that open-ended, right? Like, what, what, what's that look like? He tells us right after that. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for a fra- as a fragrant offering. Um, so we talk about, you know, what it mean to be a people who, who love. Well, you've probably heard it a thousand times, but it means to go back to Christ and reflect on the way that he has loved you. And in turn, that is what... It means to love one another and to walk in the way of love. And, you know, obviously we live in a culture and society where, you know, negative stories sell and it's easy to just talk about everything that's going wrong and it's easy to get kind of disgruntled and to not be satisfied and to not really, mm-hmm. to love. We, we have a lot of hate and a lot of animosity and, among people. And so as the church, what an invitation to be reminded that no we've been invited to walk in the way of love um and that is modeled in christ jesus and you could probably spend a lot of time thinking about what that could look like in your life in your day today as you go to work as you go in the front yard as you go to heb and the line's long or as you're sitting through traffic and it takes three times to get through the light 
What's it mean to walk in the way of love in those moments? That's what it means. That, that's what Paul's instructing us on. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, this hits. The gospel hits. What Christ has done hits on the very little small details and seemingly insignificant moments of life. Mm-hmm. We're called to walk in the way of love. Mm-hmm. So I love that. What else are you guys seeing as we look at Ephesians 5? Yeah, that's one of the things that stands out to me is the the gospel reaches every parts of you know every part of our life. Like whether it's the way we interact with with our spouse, whether it's um, I mean in the very beginning, right? Whether it's h- how we live among other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he goes and he says like there shouldn't even be a hint of sexual immorality, of any other kind of impurity or greed, and you know, these are improper among God's people. And we're like, okay, well, I'm pretty good there. I got you know <laughs> things in place that safeguard that. And then he goes on and he says, yeah, but what about you know, foolish talking, coarse joking. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the sins of our age in a lot of ways, you know, is we love to kind of just make coarse jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, well, it's just kind of, it was, it was funny, you know, and, and harmless too. And harmless. And, you know, but Paul says, man, the way that we use our words, the way that we, we speak to one another, the way that we give thanks to, to the Lord says a lot about the kind of people that we, you know, that we are as we've been saved by the gospel. So the, the gospel reaches not just our, the sins that we view as, um, I don't know, gross or perverse sins, but but also the sins that we've kind of made respectable in a sense. Um, and so I just love mm-hmm. kind of Paul's emphasis there is, man, the gospel goes deep into us and it reaches every part of who we are mm-hmm. and it affects every part of who we are from the way that we use our hands, from the way that we you know live and, and love those around us to the way that we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, all of it. And I love that he says, this is not how we should live as God's holy people there. It's improper for God's holy people. And I just love that he says, holy people. It reminds us that God has set his people apart and we are set apart for a reason. Um, we don't want to look like the world around us. And he's been that way. He's wanted his people to, to look that way from the very beginning. Um, I'm thinking about just even the, the laws that he gave his people um, when they were coming out of Egypt, they were to be a set apart people because we want to be like he says here, a people of light, um, exposing sin so that we can walk in light, um, as Jesus did and does. Um, and so I love that aspect of it. But another thing I noticed is that Paul doesn't just speak in negative terms saying, don't do this, don't do that. He does speak in negative terms. He, he does give instruction on what to avoid and what not to do. But then he says, but then we should be doing this. So it is that putting off and putting on. Um, don't speak this, don't speak coarsely. Don't use these coarse jokes, but instead be th- speak with thankfulness, like replace it with thankfulness, um, replace it with singing songs, singing songs of the spirit, um, making music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God. So instead of doing these negative things that are not holy, that look like the world around us, we can participate in these wonderful things that are pointing the world around us to this light that, that Jesus is. Um, and isn't that what Jesus talked about, about being salt and light in the world, um, tasting different, seasoning the world differently. So I think that's just really, um, really neat to see that it's not just focused on the negative. Don't do this, don't do that. Mm. But instead replaces it with, um, the beautiful things that we, that we are to do and that we can do, um, that put a better taste in, in people's mouths. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Paul has, um, he gives us a lot to think on. I'm just, you know, even after reading all this, just thinking of all the areas of my life where I'm like, oh, I need to like, not do better. That's kind of my first inclination. Like, mm-hmm. I need to do better at this. I'm not doing this. But no, it, it actually begins, if, if you're reading some of these things, right, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I wish I was doing that. I'm not, I'm, I feel a little shame, a little bit of guilt. The invitation isn't, well, come on, get your act together, man. Like, go and start doing this. It's like, no, no, no. Set some time aside. Reflect on Christ. Think on him. And, and even as Paul prayed earlier, right? Like, go back to the, the depth and the wonder and the beauty. Let, let your heart be overflowing with who Christ is. And then you'll probably find that these things may look like duties. They actually kind of begin to shift and actually become a delight. Mm-hmm. Something you want to do, not because you have all the energy to do it in yourself, but because Christ is at work in you. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But we're often foolish enough and just don't slow down, don't stop to begin to dwell and consider the love of Christ and how that would maybe flow through our life. And so maybe if you're reading this and getting discouraged, my encouragement would be go find some time with the Lord, meet with him, hear from him. Let him, through his spirit, be at work in your life through the scriptures to change you and transform you. We just don't slow down enough. And I think part of what Paul's saying kind of implicitly would be, yeah, but you need to. It's good for your soul. This is how you actually follow Christ. So that's Ephesians 5. Uh, We'll move on to Ephesians 6. We'll conclude Ephesians tomorrow, which is, according to this kind of calendar, a Friday. Don't know when you're listening to it, but kind of cool to end the week with the end of the letter. Let me pray for us as we close. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the deep reminders that you desire for us to live as your holy people. So give us a heart's desire to do that. Um, so often we want to live for ourselves, live for our, our glory, do what we want. But we find that time and time again to be unsatisfying. And so help us to live as you desire us to live and in that find find the joy of being your people. We pray this all in the name of Jesus.